You're listening to Division I Big East coverage, live on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And welcome back to another episode of Demon Time, our student-led DePaul athletic show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. We got the highly touted women's basketball program in the studio this afternoon with us. And it's Sean Graney alongside my co-host, Marie Kane. Marie, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are going to be talking to Coach Bruno as well as Anissa Morrow later on. So we're going to go ahead and intro both of them, starting with legendary head coach Doug Bruno. He's from Chicago, born and raised, product of Quigley South High School. He's a former DePaul guard who played for the legendary DePaul coach Ray Meyer. Head coach of DePaul, this is his 37th season with the program, which is incredible. He's transformed DePaul women's basketball into a steadfast national power. He's guided the Blue Demons to 18 NCAA tournament appearances in the last 19 years. The tournament was held. A feat matched only by the elite of the NCAA, Connecticut, Stanford, Tennessee. Those ones. Bruno's program made it... 25th made its 25th NCAA tournament appearance in 2021-22 and in the 2019-2020 season they were on track to be winning the Big East and making it to that tournament again but it got canceled obviously because of the COVID-19 pandemic on June 11th 2022 Bruno was inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in Knoxville Tennessee since his return in 1988, DePaul's won over 731 games, competed in 25 NCAA tournaments, and four Sweet 16s, 2006, 11, 14, and 16. And he is the fourth active Division I head coach to reach the 600-win plateau. He's won 798 games as a head coach, 758 as DePaul's leader, and he won the 700th game of his overall career on February 9th, 2018. So that was today, a couple of years ago, and 700th as a college coach on December 1st, 2019 at Northwestern. So he's been building this program for years now, has had a bunch of WNBA people come through, including obviously Anissa Morrow, who's set to have a great career, and we will be talking about her in a second. Bruno's influence on the game extends into the NBA or the WNBA. He currently assists the Chicago Sky as a consultant to the professional franchise, and there's been 15 DePaul players drafted by the WNBA. So that's pretty much the main highlights from Bruno's amazing career. And we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Anissa Morrow, and then we will talk to both of them in a second. All right, getting into Anissa Morrow's background and what she has been able to accomplish she has led the Simeon High School, a product of Simeon High School. She led them to a 35-2 and record and the girl basketball program's first state championship in 2020. So a lot of ties with the high school level, uh, all, all state first team selections uh, by the Associated Press, um, as well as the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association um, after she eclipsed 1,000 points in her career as a junior in high school. Uh, going into her freshman season with DePaul, uh, started all 33 games, averaging 30 minutes a game, led the team in scoring uh, around 22 points per game, uh, 14 rebounds, so a double-double 
89 steals on the season, 60 blocks, led the country in rebounding per game. Uh, Offensive rebounds were a big thing for her, second in the country in total rebounds and double-doubles, including a nation's nation's best streak of 23 games in a row with a double-double. Um, through 23 games this season, she is averaging 25.6 points per game, which ranks fourth in the nation while grabbing 11.6 boards, a contest which is good for eighth in D1 NCAA women's basketball. Her eight, her 18 double doubles and counting this season stand as fourth in the country. And in Biggie's contest, Morrow has stepped up her play and is second in the league in scoring, in which she's averaging 26 points per game while leading the way uh, in the rebound ca- in the rebound category, as well as the steals department. Um, in 56 career games, the Chicago native has poured in 1,310 points while grabbing 723 rebounds and is rapidly rising the DePaul career record books. Morrow's point total currently ranks 27th all time, while her rebounding numbers stand at 11th with 87 career blocks. She is one swat away from cracking the program's top 10. And Morrow more recently has collected her sixth player of the week honor, which is her sixth in the past two seasons after leading the league in scoring the last few weeks in back-to-back 30-point outings. And back at the end of January, she was actually selected for the weekly honor roll for just the seventh time this season and third consecutive week after she averaged 21 and a half points with 11 rebounds in that week. As we are going to get into our conversation with head coach Doug Bruno next on Radio DePaul Sports. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You're listening to Division I Big East coverage, live on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And we are getting you back here on Demon Time, our student-led DePaul athletic show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. Uh, Getting back into our second half, we're going to bring in the Hall of Fame head coach for your DePaul Blue Demons, Doug Bruno. And coach, we are beyond excited for you to join us today. And thank you for being with us today. Happy to be here. So starting off, coach, so you were uh, obviously have a background to start here at DePaul. Um, you had the pleasure of being a player under legendary head coach Ray Meyer back in the 70s here at DePaul. I can't even imagine how that experience was back then. Could you talk a little bit about how it was to play under Coach Meyer and what was a, a big time lesson that you may have learned from him? Well, Coach Meyer, it was just an honor. I would have nothing at DePaul had not. Coach Meyer offered me a scholarship to play here and everything I have or been able to achieve at DePaul as a result of Coach Ray Meyer. He had great assistance in Frank McGrath and Dan Pierce for two of his great assistants. His own son, Joey Meyer, was a teammate of mine, and then Joey graduate was also an assistant coach. So I was blessed to have great coaches here and would have nothing with it, but not for Coach Ray. Coach Ray was a 
an excellent teacher, just a, a fantastic teacher. Probably forgot more basketball than the rest of the world's ever known, and, and just a great, great teacher. Um, tough, tough, hard, hard nosed on the court for sure, but a a just a great human being off the court, and and just really cared about his student athletes, and just a great, great guy. Blessed to have played for him. Like all players that play for coaches, the longer the the farther away it gets from having been blessed to play for a coach, the more you appreciate them. And the longer I coach, the more I appreciate Coach Ray. Yeah, for sure. That definitely is so cool and obviously a great experience for you and helped you know you become the coach you are. So, Coach, you've guided our Blue Demons to 18 NCAA tournament appearances in the last 19 seasons. This feat's only matched by the NCAA elites, Connecticut, Stanford, and Tennessee. Our Blue Demons went 28-5 and in the 2019-20 season en route to a Big East title before the 2020 season was canceled during the COVID-19 pandemic. How have you maintained this level of excellence within the program, and how do you plan to keep the standard in place moving forward? Well, anything we've achieved here is always the result of three very important factors coming together. I've been blessed to have great administration and great bosses. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Peavy is doing a great job as our athletic director now, Dr. Rob Manuel. You have to have administrative support. Jeannie Lenti-Ponsetto, for years, was a great administrator. And we were just blessed to have great, I've been blessed to have great bosses here at DePaul, the Vincentian Fathers have been great. I mean, I've just been blessed to have great, great administration. Second reason to succeed is great assistant coaches. And right now, Jill Pizzotti is our associate women's head coach. Candace Blankson, formerly player of ours, has been with us for over 20 years. Jill's been with us for over 13, 14 years. Lisa Rakebosh has been with us for close to 20, 25 years. And these are just the assistant coaches representing us right now this at this moment. And I've been blessed to have great assistance. And finally, you don't achieve any kind of, you know, no coach achieves without very quality players. And, and these players are not just talented basketball players, but these young women value what we're trying to, to create here in DePaul women's basketball. That means women of service, women that are going to really, really cherish their academic, you know, understand why they're here academically and focus on being the best they can be academically. You know, we're really proud of the number of times we've been ranked in the top 25 academically here at DePaul. So these these young women have been the reason we've succeeded. They've been excellent players, but they've been excellent people. Yeah, and, and, you know, you were kind of touching on the academic part, Coach, and, you know, sticking with that, the Blue Demons have been ranked uh, by the WBCA Academic Top 25 13 times since its inception in 1998. Coach, how has the success within the classroom played a part in the success on the court, and, you know, what has it meant to you that your players have taken care of business in the classroom? Well, you know, the whole concept of, being a student athlete. I mean, there's no, I tell every student athlete, every, every player that we, we, we recruit, I, the only way I can pay you for your, you're going to give your blood and guts. You're going to give yourself to this program on that basketball floor. You're going to commit, you know, a, 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 a lot of, an inordinate amount of hours every week to becoming the best you can be and helping us become the best team we can be. The only way we can pay you is in the form of education. And I just believe that any coach that doesn't, you know, impose that, create a culture where the players want to be the best they can be academically, it's the only way we can 
reward these student-athletes is in the form of education. So if you're not maximizing your education, think of all the students at DePaul University that have to have to work and, and go do jobs, two jobs sometimes, and pay their way through school. We're paying your way through school through basketball, but you have to, you're, and you believe me, these athletes are earning it. Those 20 to 40 hours a week they're putting in on the floor are, are, are hard work. But then you've got, to, you've got to take this opportunity from an educational perspective and maximize it. If you're going to compete and wake up in the morning and compete, then compete in everything you do. And competing to be the best student you can be is, is a major part. It goes hand in hand with being a great athlete. Yeah, for sure. Um, Coach, you've been a powerful figure throughout women's basketball and have done work with USA Basketball and helped lead the USA to the FIBA World Championship in 2010 and 2014. What can you speak on with your time with USA Basketball and being around all those great players and coaches? Well, I, I, was, I was blessed. It was just one of those situations where it was February 2006. The phone rang. I was working my office late one night. The phone rang. It was Carol Callen who really runs USA Basketball on the woman's side, or has for years, and asked me if I would be the head coach of the 2006 and 2007, uh, 18 and under and 19 and under teams. And so I was the head coach in 06 and 07. We won gold um, both in 06 and 07 with the 18 and under FIBA Americas and then the 19 World Championships held in Bratislava, Slovakia. So that's, that kind of got me started. Once you start working with and for USA Basketball, just like, just like all life, just what we try to teach our players every day, every day is an interview. Every, every interaction you have with every human being is an interview. Yes, when you apply for a job and you're lucky enough to get the interview, you're going to go put your nice clothes on and go be interviewed. But what you do every day is an interview. So I guess I did well enough in 06 and 07 as a head coach that they invited me to be an assistant coach with the national team for our 2010 FIBA America you know, World Championship team and the 2012 Olympic team in London, and then again, 2014 team World Championship that was held in Istanbul, Turkey, and then the, the Olympics in 16 in, in Rio de Janeiro. Gino Oriama was the head coach, and Gino was very instrumental in wanting me on his staff as, as well. So, I mean, I think the fact that I had already auditioned as a head coach in 06 and 07, and then Gino was a, a, a guy that wanted me on the staff with him. Dawn Staley was an assistant coach. So it was a, a great staff. I mean, Dawn Staley from South Carolina, Gino from UConn, Carol Callen, all the, all the people that work at USA Basketball. It was just a great experience, and I haven't even started talking about why we do this, the players. The players were just a joy to coach, and to this day, you know, I still hear from them, and um, it's pretty impressive when you run into them ten years later, and some, and, and they bring up things that you taught them. And these are the best players on the planet. Our, our, our women's basketball players in the United States. You're talking about Diana Taurasi. You're talking about Candace Parker. You're talking about Simone Augustus. You know, you're just talking about the absolute best, and it, it was just a, a joy to be able to coach these young women. Superb. They, they. You know they they are just such pros and they work so hard and they were just a joy to coach because they worked so hard and they were so ultra competitive. Yeah, coach, and you know, kind of sticking to that, 
you know, with your reach, uh, which goes beyond the college level and actually to the next level within the WNBA, uh, you're a consultant to the Chicago Sky franchise as well, um, with 15 DePaul players being drafted to the WNBA, uh, with Anissa Wall on her way to being, you know, the 16th uh, WNBA champion, Allie Quigley actually was uh, a DePaul notable alum who recently you coached. Uh, what can you say about how her game has evolved and, you know, from her time at DePaul and to to the next level with the sky? And, you know, how have you really seen, you know, her transcend her image uh, in the WNBA? Yeah, Allie, Allie represents a great group of young women here. I mean, and I start mentioning names, I'm going to forget people. But, I mean, Kim Williams out of Marshall High School, Kyra Smith, uh, Latasha Byers. These were all just very, very special players. But Allie, Allie and they all had time in the, in the WNBA, but Ellie defines, you know, Chicago toughness and, and perseverance because she got cut and kept coming back. I mean, she, she was drafted, you know, she was drafted, played, got cut. And then she played in Europe and came back and tried out and got cut and then came back and tried out and got cut and kept getting cut. And, and I'll never forget the final time she made it in June Allie was working our basketball camps out in Naperville, and we take our players, the campers, to Sky Games. So she was on the bus taking the players in June to a Sky Game. So here she is. She's a camp counselor sitting in the stands about six rows from where the Seattle dorm were sitting playing the Sky that night. And Allie's a camp counselor tethered to uh, 10 or 11 little 12 little girls tethered, meaning she was in charge of them. They couldn't go to the bathroom without her. They couldn't go get candy without her. And she's there as a chaperone. And then the phone rang in July, and she got a final chance. And so now it's August, and camp starts up again. And we take the, our camp kids to, to a Sky game, and there's Allie playing. So finally, she finally got a chance. I think Pokey Chapman here in Chicago, the Chicago Sky head coach, played, coached in Europe for a long time, Pokey Chapman did, and got to see Allie overseas on a day-by-day basis, knocking it dead against the WNBA players that were playing in Europe. So I think Pokey took the, the real good shot at, at Allie, and Allie just, just never gave up and just kept persisting and 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 finally she got her chance to play in games and then play consistently and she made three all-star teams and four-time uh three-point champion and you know i think she's going to take this year off uh, she i i know she intends to still try to come back and play again yeah definitely sounds so cool i hope she does come back after taking a year off so coach speaking of other players darian rogers and kendall holmes have really been turning up their games recently alongside, obviously, Anissa Morrow, sharing the ball passing-wise as well as hitting free throws at the line. How have their leadership and play on the court helped this Blue, team, Blue Demons team to be successful? Well, no, I, we're, we're blessed to have a player of, of Anissa's talent and stature, but you can't do this alone. And you know, I, I, I just really think with Darion Kendall, Jory Allen, Anaya Peoples, you know, Taya Tardet came off the bench uh, when Peoples was hurt here in the last couple of weeks, you know, we just, you can't, Kiki Rimmer, let's not forget what Kiki's given us off the bench. You can't do this by yourself. Basketball is the ultimate team game. And 
it's 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 it has to be done together as a team. And I'm most impressed about our last three ball games and the fact that we had 21, 29, and 24 assists respectively. And so I think this is starting to come together. You know, we 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 were hit by a, a really tough rash of injuries this year. We lost two starting guards within a week, first week of the season, two players, Kira Collier and Jade Edwards, who had earned starting status here, both have not played for us for the entire year. Kendall's had to step up. Jory's had to step up. Darianna's had to step up. And, and I think they're, we, you know, we, we still have a chance to make this a really, really strong season. It's taken us a while to fight through you know, the, these injuries and, and these ups and downs that we've had this year, the adversity of this season. But you know, we couldn't have done it without what, what, what both um, Darian and Kendall are doing. They're both excellent shooters. They're, they're excellent passers. And, and they, again, they, they have to take the pressure off Anissa because if you don't have players around you as a, as a go-to player like Anissa is, the other team's just going to smother you with extra defenders. So it's very, very important that Kendall and Darion, Jory Allen, Anaya Peoples, Kiki Rimmer off the bench, Tara Day off the bench. You know, Zaria Hurston's been doing a good job this year too. So Madison Ward, you know, all these players. It's it's we've been we've been hit and and we've been down to six players. We had a game game postponed because we we're down to only six players, but they keep fighting back, and we still have seven to go, and we're going to come out swinging. Definitely. And, you know, even playing off of what happened last night, you know, like like you said, Coach, Anissa, Darion, both pouring in 23 apiece. Um, now with sights set on Saturday uh, with the Saturday matinee against a very strong St. John's team. I know we were just talking to Anissa about it. You know, she had, you know, some of her goals and some of her, you know, objectives, you know, starting w- with the defensive end and, you know, really honing in on the defensive end and playing great defense um, and, you know, trying to derail this uh, St. John's team. Uh, what do you think, you know, the ladies need to do to secure a big-time Big East win against a big-time opponent uh, Saturday? Well, first of all, you know, St. John's is really having a good year. They got off to a great start, but they, they brought in a, a transfer, Jayla Everett, who is who's just been a difference maker for them. And she's just a really, really, you know, just a really strong Guard. I mean, she's a big guard. She's in her fifth or sixth year. She's in her third school, and she's just a really experienced guard. And she really hurt us in our first game. So that's going to be, a, you know, we're going to really have to match their guard play. You know, it, it, it's just a really Nikki you know, Reed is really really strong, and and then um, you know they just they just have a great backcourt, and we're going to have to match that backcourt. But then inside, they come at you hard with a. They have their own peoples, another player named Peoples and Archer inside. So they, they got two really strong bigs, and then you know, their perimeter is strong also. But we really have to do a better job on effort than we did the first time around. And it was, a, you know, it was one of those games that it was a push game. We came back and put that thing really close, and, and, then, and then St. John's moved it out. At the, you know, they just moved it out at the end of the fourth. We didn't have a great fourth quarter. Yep. DePaul will be taking on St. John's this Saturday in New York at 3 p.m., looking to get to 500 in the Big East play with a bunch of big-time Big East foes coming up next. You can catch the game on Flow Hoops. Coach, we're looking forward to a strong finish for the season and hope to see the women in the W the NCAA tournament and hopefully making some noise. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. It was much appreciated. John and Marie, thanks for all you do at, at Radio DePaul over there. We really appreciate the support here and the opportunity to 
let the world know a little bit about these great female players at DePaul. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we're going to take a fast time out, but when we come back, she's in the studio, or on the phone at least. That's right. Anissa Morrow is here, and we'll be back to chop things up with her and conclude this episode of Demon Time on Radio DePaul Sports, the student-led DePaul Athletic Show. We'll be right back. Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Anissa, thank you for being with us today. Of course. So, starting off here, I want to kind of start off with, uh, you know, your family ties. You know, your father playing football, uh, your mother playing basketball collegiately. Um, What has the support from your family meant to you? And, you know, do you feel like this is, you know, just your destiny to be in this position today? Um, my family support has always been something that I've always valued on and off the basketball court. They support me with not only my sports performances and trying to make me be um, better, but also off the court with just being a better sister or getting good grades in my academics. So the support has always been there. My mother coached me in high school. Um, so I've always had her in my corner. My father made it to every game that he possibly could. And my siblings were always surrounded around the sport. So we were always there for, for one another. And I feel like, the, and I know for a fact that's one of the reasons why I stay here at DePaul, because I wanted my family to be able to experience my career with me, considering how much they support me. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely great to have that support. And it makes it you know easier for you being in the city, all that kind of stuff. So you've been all over the record books since you arrived at DePaul last year. You're only the fourth player in history to record 30 points and 10 rebounds against Connecticut, which you did last season. The other names that accomplished that feat were all WNBA number one overall pick, including Candace Parker, Angel McCaudry, and Jackie Young. When you hear those names and how you're being mentioned amongst those greats, what does that mean to you? It means a lot to me um, being able to come in and do that as a freshman. I know that I always set the bar high for myself, but it means a lot. And the like mm-hmm. the sky is a and when you when your name is in conversations with such greats that you know that you could become a great player yourself. Yeah, for sure. Anissa, we're gonna talk to Coach Bruno uh, following this, but you know he's in his thirty seventh season as head coach for the Blue Demons. Uh, you know he's uh, developed many and watched so many great players move on to the next level uh what what can you speak on how he's helped you grow as a player and you know elevate your game overall um I would just say he's helped me a lot with holding me accountable um he knows that I set goals coming into practice and coming into um games on a day-to-day basis just holding me account- accountable and I feel like one of the main things that he's helped me would just talk about like my defense and that's something if you haven't paid attention to or have you noticed in our last three games that I've really been trying to capitalize on defense because I know that if I could stop my opponent and I know how hard I work on offense and how dominant I am of a scorer then it would be very tough for my opponents and in the opposite team yeah I mean kind of 
playing off of that, um, a lot of the things that Blue Demons fan and people around the DePaul community love about you is how versatile your game is on both ends. You do it on both ends as well as being one of the best rebounders in the country. How do you keep that same like drive to lead DePaul on offense and defense? Uh, it's just a demeanor. That's a self-goal that you have to set for yourself. It's something that you can't teach and I always want to be great. And I, I'm pretty sure if you talk to Coach Bruno, he talks about me trying to be a perfectionist, but I want to be the best in everything that I do. And even if you fall short, if you set the, the bar so high, when you fall short, your accolades will still be outstanding. And I feel like that's something that I have done for myself. But Overall, I'm trying to do anything that I possibly can to help my team win games. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really do feel like a lot of, you know, the the D1 women's basketball, you know, world has really been seeing that as you uh, recently you have been, you know, named as one of 30 D1 women's basketball players to be selected to the Jersey Mike's Nismith Player of the Year midseason team, uh, which was actually announced a few days ago. Um, you have collected many awards and, you know, in-season uh, and, and post-season, you know, accolades, things of that nature, um, honor roll selections, player player of the week's uh, honoree, you know, selections as well. Um, what what do these selections mean to you, um, you know, for you to be recognized by so many, uh, you know, great, you know, accomplished women um, across uh, college basketball? It means a lot because I personally feel like I'm underrated, but um, it also just shows how, consistent I am as a um, basketball player on and off the basketball court I'm consistent in the classroom too but it just shows how I come in every day I roll up my sleeves and I do what I need to do on the basketball court yeah for sure you currently ranked 27th all-time in program program history with 1,310 points and 11th in program history with 723 rebounds you still have plenty of games to wear blue and white for DePaul. Do you have any records you have your sights set on, and how do you want your legacy to be remembered here at DePaul? Um, I, I feel like I can get to my 2,000 points. Um, yeah. That would be pretty easy. Um, but <laughs> I want to get to probably like a 150, 100, um, 100, I mean, 1,500 rebounds to 2,000 rebounds. I feel like that would just be very shocking. A lot of people cannot do that. And when it comes down to rebounding, it's the grit and the will to do something. And you can't teach that effort to mm-hmm. go out and go get Anissa, it's, it's pretty much a lock at this point um, that you'll be moving on to the next level uh, within the WNBA at some point in, in, in your career here in the near future. Have you thought about the next level at all? And, you know, what, what do you admire about the, w, the WNBA level currently? Um, yes, I have thought about the next level. As an athlete, you always want to play at the biggest league that you possibly can. And I just love being able to go to the, um, the games and stuff, at, especially at Wintrush and when Sky's playing. And I just admire I just admire how much support the WNBA has been, been getting and how much attention that they've been getting recently. Yeah, and, you know, as even kind of tying into Doug Bruno's ties with the, you know, WNBA, you know, next level, 13 players have moved on um, that he has developed and coached as well. So that's, you know, a big thing moving forward. Yeah, there's a big game Saturday against St. John's team on the road, and you guys took care of business against Butler at home last night. What do you think the team needs to do to secure the huge Big East win and keep your NCAA tournament hopes alive this weekend in Queens? 
I just feel like we have to capitalize on the defensive end. And I feel like we are getting better at that, um, having each other back defensively. Um, like we always say, Bruno give us the green light and we could, we could shoot it, we could score, but it's about defending your opponents and, and having them score less than you, you can. And I feel like in our first St. John's game, we did well of that like in the first half, but the second half we didn't. And we have to go out there and defend our opponents the whole game. And I feel like we can come out with the win if we do that and play together as a team. Anissa, we'll, we'll close with this. Uh, we love how you're a Chicago product, putting on for your city, our city, making us all proud. Uh, what is your message to the younger generation of women's basketball players? And what, what advice would you give a young girl with hopes to be in your position one day? Um, I would just say to follow your own dreams. Um, you, you can't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. And I feel like in my lifetime so far, um, I've always strived for the best. And I, my outcomes have shown. And, but you, it, it's a daily process. You have to be present in the moment. You have to take care of the things that you need to accomplish on and off the basketball court because I know that we're talking about basketball, but if the ball drops, what else can you can you do? And I feel like that's why it's so important to do what you need to do on and off the basketball court in the classroom um, or just in anything that you want to pursue. Anissa, that's great stuff. And, you know, we thank you for taking the time to join us today, and we're definitely excited to see what's on tap for the program this season. Uh, as well as how your career takes off in the future. And we look forward to calling many more of your games here at Radio DePaul Sports. All right. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for this episode of Demon Time, our student-led DePaul athletic show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. We broke it down with the women's basketball program today, and we couldn't be more fired up for what they are hoping to do the rest of the season. Special thank you to head coach Doug Bruno and All-American Anissa Morrow for joining us and being great guests this afternoon. For Marie Kane, my name is Sean Graney. Be sure to check back at the same time next week for a brand new episode of Demon Time. And until then, so long, everyone. It's Demon Time, baby. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force, and I deployed three times. 